Play on, play at Play on, play at Yo, Trey, drop the verse it's going down, fade to Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like agony, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, that dog couldn't catch me. Say, tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet. Giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Black Street and Teddy, the original rough shakers. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Modeling Blueprint Podcast. I'm Frank England, and I'm here with my good buddy, Chris Garofola. Say what's up, Chris. How's it going, guys? <laughs> so, uh, I met Chris down in Miami. Um, wait, how how did we meet in Miami? Was that a casting? Yeah, it was a casting. great cast, guys. It was about, no, uh, yeah, it was that a casting. Yeah. Yeah. Casting. It was you, Luke. Uh-huh. I think Bobby. 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 Um, yeah, so just tell us tell us a little bit about where, like a little bit about you, just where you're from, where you live, what you do. Just give a sure. little, give a little background. Well, I was born and raised in the uh, beautiful state of Vermont. Um, you guys may know Vermont as Ben and Jerry's. Um, yeah. It's probably the only thing you know about Vermont. Uh, but yeah, I was born and raised in, in Vermont and uh, went to school there too. I went to the University of Vermont, studied business there. And uh, it was all great growing up in Vermont, but there's not much to do there. Not a lot of opportunity, unfortunately. So um, from there, I actually lived in Maine for a little bit. And I got a job at an advertising agency, which seemed to be going great until I got laid off. Um, (laughs) and so I was like, all right, so this is what the real world's like. Okay. Um, but from there I moved to Boston because growing up in Vermont, I always kind of wanted to do the big city thing, but Boston was the next, I guess, logical step as far as it was more sustainable and just, it wasn't as scary as, uh, the New York city step. Mm -hmm. So, uh, got a job at an ad agency there in Boston and worked there for two years and I got laid off from that. So um, that's <laughs> kind of how everything started. Long story short. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up in Miami meeting you. Uh, fast forward a couple years from there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess give us a little a little bit about how you went from that and how you got started in modeling. How did that all come about? <clears throat> Uh, well, it's a great question and it's something that I think a lot of us can speak to. I mean, I'm sure there's some that I guess were, when they were little, they've always wanted to be a model or something, but that wasn't, that wasn't me. I think for most, I was, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I think it's more realistic for women. I think a lot of girls growing yeah. up, like I want to be a supermodel or whatever, but for guys, right. it's not something that for the most part, I mean. And if it is, it's something that they kind of would keep to themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I wanted to be a meteorologist when I was a little total nerd. Like, who wants to do that? Like, but I was so infatuated with the snow because we would get so much snow in Vermont that I would always watch the Weather Channel because uh-huh. I wanted to see if school was canceled. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's a cool job. Like, these guys are like making people's days when they're like, oh, we're gonna get a you know a blizzard. I'm like, awesome, school's canceled. I love you. Like, I want your job. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, no, so I, I obviously, I, not obviously, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, let me back up. Never thought I would do modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was in college, I would um, sometimes get confronted uh, on the street or at the gym for like random things. And at the time, I didn't really think much of it. I was walking down the street one day in Burlington, Vermont, where I went to school at UVM. And somebody stopped me. She owned a boutique in the city somewhere and they were doing some event and she wanted me to model some of the clothes. I was like, oh, oh, all right, really? At first I was like, you're talking to me? Like I turned my head like, who are you talking to? (laughs) Um, So I did that. That was kind of cool. Another time uh, I was in a gym and this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, do you want to be like the model in this workout app I'm developing? And it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Like just, and so it kind of just like seems being a business guy, I was going to school for business. I'm like, hmm, like this doesn't seem like a coincidence anymore. Maybe there's a demand for my look. And I, I knew people had a career in modeling. Maybe that's something I could do. And so I walked down to Church Street, which is like the main part of Burlington, Vermont, like where all the, you know, the stuff happens, the bars. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there was this one model you can see there that I like Googled, I guess, or found out. And I walked in there not really with like a ton of confidence, but just to like, oh, let's see, you know, like yeah. what they have you to see, say. You, and you were kind of indifferent to the result. Indifferent. You were just like, let's just see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I could be like extra beer money or something on the side. I'm in college. <laughs> uh, and so long story short, I walked in there and, and they're like, yeah, no, you just, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm like, obviously, if I can't get a modeling agency in Burlington, Vermont, like I'm doomed. Like, there goes my modeling career. Uh, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but, Fast forward to um, Boston after getting laid off from my job in Maine, moved to Boston, worked there for two years, and uh, I got laid off again. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try this modeling thing again And because now I'm in the city and there's more opportunity for modeling. And uh, uh, didn't really know anybody in Boston at the time either. And so I just asked one of my friends, hey, you know a photographer? I want to try to get my book started. And mm-hmm. At that time, I didn't really know what that meant. I was Googling everything, like, how do you, like, what do you do when you want to get represented by modeling agency? And because all I had was Facebook photos, and they were probably me um, being a loser in college. I sang a cappella. There's a secret. No, I'm just joking. Um, and so my friend he was like, oh, I know this photographer, and gave me the contact info, emailed the photographer, and was like, hey, man, like, I'm, uh, I want to go submit to an agency in Boston to see if I can, you know, do this modeling thing. I was more or less down on my luck. I was getting laid off from everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe this is a sign. Like, let's try something else. And and the guy, the photographer was like, all right, well, let me, you know, send me some like Facebook photos of you, like, so I can see what you look like to get an idea of how he wanted to shoot me. And he was like, well, I think my friend's going to like you. And I'm like, who? what like who's your friend he's like and, setting you up on a date or something and he's like oh he loves you yeah i'm like he, he's like my friend loved you i'm like well, well wait, wait a minute like who's who's your friend and like what are you sending my photos around to people for and yeah. he's like no no it's okay like my friend like owns like he's the president of the uh maggie inc in in boston and at that time i didn't even know what that what maggie inc was and or uh, at that time they actually didn't even have a website they oh, were wow. like old yeah they were old um and so I met with his friend who was the president and, and he signed me right there. And that's kind of how it all started. I got very lucky. Um, I was down on my luck. I was getting laid off from uh, all the 
ad advertising agency jobs that I was um, working for, and I didn't know anybody in the city, and I reached out to this one photographer to start, you know, a portfolio to submit to an agency, and um, he happened to know the the owner, and so it kind of just started from there. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, I never heard that. I never heard your story. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's so it's weird as how it's so different for everyone. Um, that's cool. Um, so I mean, I guess yeah. That's it's it's good to think about how you you tried when you were in college, and they told you no. Yeah, they were. Not only in college, I was in Vermont. Right. It's not like if they told me no in like New York City or something, like okay, like, but in Vermont, yeah, come on, like I can't <laughs> even model Ben and Jerry's or Cabot cheese, like really, like <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, so was, but that's I mean that's the that's the thing. It's like if you're just because one person doesn't see it or you're not right, like if you're not right for one person situation, doesn't mean you're not. Doesn't mean it's not for you. It just means you know it's one person's opinion or you just might not have fit exactly what they were looking for or they might have already had someone with your look or, you know, you don't know. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Cause I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, they'll give it one, sh one shot or something and then they get that first no. And it's that they let that one person's opinion. Define them define as yeah. their success. Yeah. 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 So and it's, it's cool. It's just cool. And that's carried back. with yeah. me. Yeah. That's carried carried with me throughout my career and 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 modeling like if i've had cases like that happen to me over and over again like right after that um i went to a casting agency for my first time i didn't even know what a casting agency was mm -hmm. um my first couple jobs um or first couple castings were at the client's uh you know location i hadn't gone to a casting agency yet and the casting director, like the owner of the casting agency, was auditioning me. And um, I remember, I'll never forget this. She was like, I forget what the audition was for, but she's like, you have smiling eyes. And I'm like, mm. and she, but she said it in like a very derogatory, like, you know, like, yeah, you seem like a good kid, but you got smiling eyes. You're not going to work in this industry. And I'm like, first of all, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got smiling eyes. And I'm thinking to myself, what, I got like wrinkles in my eye? Like, what, what does that mean? Yeah, like, what does it mean? And so I didn't get that job, uh, um, that audition, whatever I was auditioning for. And that kind of was like, what the heck? Like this, like, again, like kind of going back to the Vermont thing. And I'm like, oh, they don't want me. Or like this woman saying I got smiling eyes. Um, and then I ended up doing just fine. But it's, it's like you can't just listen to one person because mm -hmm. um, that's just one person. Well, yeah. And I'm sure like that one trait that she saw as a negative, I guess, smiling eyes. Really yeah, that's what that means yeah but now it's probably like <laughs> that might be like i'm sure because you i mean you do a ton of commercial stuff where you're like the guy smiling like ah yeah like it's you know that's probably something now that people hire you for right you know yeah i mean i now that i think of it like i okay like my, i get a lot of wrinkles around my eyes when i smile like <laughs> yeah. i have like a very strong like big smile and yeah. it's just like, hard for me it's like zero to 100 really quick um <laughs> So maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. But I do like know like that was like, ah, oh, that was a bummer hearing that. And I thought again, like, well, uh, I guess I'm only going to be able to do a couple modeling jobs here and there in Boston and that will, that will be it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not really the case. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I guess, yeah, we can, 
um, let that lead us into, I was going to ask, so a lot of people um, that tune in and listen or um, are subscribed to our email or newsletter subscription or whatever, they aren't in New York or they're not in LA or they're not in (laughs) Chicago, Um, you know, and you, you've made pretty much you've had a lot of success and been able to make a living doing modeling in Boston, which isn't considered one of the main cities mm-hmm. um, to do that. So I guess just talk a little bit about how, how you, how you've done that, how you've managed sure. to make it work in uh, a smaller city. Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great question. And it's, it's been something that I've had to learn um, I, I, I learn something new every day and, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't have all the answers and I'm still trying to, you know, f- figure it out. But I knew that, um, to your point, Boston is a smaller market and you don't think of modeling, um, you know, agencies or big clients in Boston. You think of New York and LA and Miami and Europe, um, and, and all that, but what what people don't realize is there's a lot of clients that are based out of Texas or Boston, and you know usually these modeling agencies will uh, or these clients will fly models in from New York or LA. But if you're already in that market, you know to a client's perspective, sometimes like oh well, I don't have to fly this person in anywhere. Like that's saving them money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're, you know, a, a strong model and you're, you know, you're, you're in New York, they're going to pay for your flight. But um, Boston's got a lot of clients. Boston, actually, it's surprising um, to a lot of people when I tell them they have New Balance, Reebok, Puma, Converse, uh, all of those world headquarters are in Boston. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely like a niche <clears throat> that um, is here for athletic, which is great. Um, and I've kind of found a little bread and butter in that, which is, which is awesome. The, the, the rates aren't as high as in New York or, you know, uh, other markets, but it's also, you can be a big fish in a small pond. So, um, you know, would you rather be in a saturated market, um, where there's obviously pros to it, you know, if a saturated market like New York, you're going to be having the opportunity to be, um, exposed to big clients and, and right. maybe better paydays. And, but, in Boston, maybe it's not as much competition, but there's still, you know, there's there's still hotels that need marketing or um, it's stuff that kind of seems silly. It's not like a Armani campaign, but it still puts food on the table. Right. Um, even like local malls, I've been on, <laughs> I've done local malls before. Like my friends have been eating in the cafeteria, my face is like on the bottom of the table. Like <laughs> I'm like, like I didn't even know like what was that job again? What did I do? Yeah. Um, so there's definitely opportunity there and. Uh, you know, I've, it's just what, you know, what your, your goals are. Like there's some people that they just, they feel like they want to be on the face, uh, uh, on like a GQ magazine, which, you know, I would love to, I, who, who wouldn't, but you know, if, if you're able to make a living off of it, like a professional at the end of the day is somebody that makes money for what they do. So like a professional model is you, you, you know, you make money modeling. Um, so I've, I I don't know. And it's nice and it's a great area so if you're from a small town or something like that it's it's a 
it's a good way that you can learn and not just get thrown into the wolves. Like if you were to just go right to New York and you, it would just, you know, like yeah. you're in New York now. It's just, it's, it's beyond competitive. It's just like, ah, That's, like, yeah, I mean, be- we, were, we were talking about this earlier, how it's like when you go, when you go to cast for a job or you go, you know, if I'm going to meet with Nautica, it's like you're, I'm there. And it, the guys that are there are these guys that are the best of the best. Yeah. They're like the not world. even human. Like, how yeah. are you that? Attra- like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and they've been doing it for 10 years and their portfolios are stacked and they've done all these things and they've traveled to all these countries. And it's like, right. you're sitting there and you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, no, it's, it can be definitely be overwhelming for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's super over, but you have to take everything as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And like when I went to Milan and it was like the same situation, every guy's like better looking than the next. And you're like, okay, you're the, you, I saw you in an Armani ad and I saw you like people are recognizable and it's like, oh my God, like I got a test shoot from, you know, like I did in Boston that like, <laughs> like what? And this guy's got like a, you know, GQ cover on his comp card. I'm like, how am I going to compete with this dude? But when I came back to Boston, it made me that much more confident, not cocky, but like, oh wow, like I was in that situation, and now when I'm at a casting with like ten guys, I'm like, oh, that's not competitive at all. Like right. yeah, before, no. I was like, oh my god, ten guys at this casting, like I'm never gonna get this, and yeah, everything's dude, if I was to walk into a casting and there's ten guys, I'd be like, stoked. Like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, this, this is mine. Like it's as good as mine. Yeah. Everyone else is wasting their time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah. That's that's a good point though. Yeah, I mean, being in that environment, um, it also gives you a sense of like, you know, you belong there, and you can compete with those guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, now if I was to go to any other market, it's like my confidence—not that I would have like an arrogance about me—but my confidence would be through the roof. Like going to casting, it's like mm-hmm. I belong here. You know, and and you should have that. Like you belong. Like you know, when I, when I was in Milan, like I got in my head. Because, I mean, it was the biggest step I had ever made, you know, going from Boston to Milan, modeling in Milan. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing, like, everybody's thinking the same thing you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and there are, you know, you're not there by chance. Like, you know, they they only bring the best of the best to New York and Milan. And if you're there, like, you, you deserve to be there just as much as everybody else. And you're just as competitive, but it's so easy to... Mm-hmm get in your head and think like oh my god like what am i doing here like really like these guys are like <laughs> superhuman like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would hire them if i was a client <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's a good point and that's i've i've definitely um i've thought about it where it's you know you see these guys that have have done these crazy things but at one point they were where you are mm-hmm. and they're also just a person and they have the same thoughts that you have so you know they're just a person so there's no reason for you to think that you are either better or worse than them it's just right. you know you're all doing the same thing um so what we say what's your f- favorite part about working in the industry if you had to choose one my favorite part well uh i have two that's cheating okay. all right that's fine <laughs> one one is that it's not monotonous I hate monotony. Um, doing the corporate world thing was tough for me because my mind was everywhere but what I was supposed to be doing. Maybe that's why I got laid off. Um, no. um, now it's coming back to me. Now it makes sense. Uh, but no, at monotony, um, I just it's tough for me. I just think life is short. And I mean, I don't want to say that's a cop-out, um, but 
modeling, you're always meeting new people. And uh, I think that's, that's awesome, which actually segues into the other thing that I love about modeling is just meeting new people, i.e. Mm-hmm. I. meeting, meeting you. And, um, you know, I just, human connection to me is like the most valuable thing in the world over every, over money. Like I the the memories that I've made in this industry and the friends that I you know people that I've met to me that is invaluable mm-hmm. and I, I you know I want to trade it trade it for the world so yeah yeah no and I yeah I definitely agree that's I mean most people say it's traveling and meeting new people Cause it's crazy it's crazy you know when you have friends that you keep in touch with from all these different countries and from different backgrounds and it's so cool it's I mean. Yeah. And you want to be making tons of money and the face of, you know, whatever brand, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, that's something that we're very lucky because people get, and nothing against the nine to five grind, but you just kind of get in your little bubble and you see the same people and you do the same thing and you have your routine and that's nothing to knock that, you know, people like are happy with that and, you know, there's definitely pros about it, Um but being able to travel like you were in Mexico and like just understanding like how big the world is mm-hmm. and how um, since we live in America, I'll say say it, um, you know, how we're not the best. I don't think we're the best. And yeah. it's just more to this world than just ourselves. And mm-hmm. this industry has actually, you know, opened my eyes to, you know, other cultures and perspectives. And it's been it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree with all of that for sure. Um, so I guess on the flip side of that, what if you could change something about the industry? What would you change? Oh man, where do I start? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, well, it's God. There's <laughs> that is tough. I mean, there seemingly there's a lot of things, but I mean, we kind of know what we're getting ourselves into um it the obvious right so there's a lot of rejection and stuff but that's you know we know we're getting ourselves into that you know you're not going to be able to do every job like theoretically like you know there's certain clients like i did i worked for reebok and um they want you know they don't want super skinny guys they want some that are athletic but then there's other clients that they want the skinny guy like you physically can't do everything Mm -hmm. like you can't be the fit guy and also the you know the skinny guy that's gonna do I can't think of a brand off the top of my off my head but um, so there's gonna be rejection like there's whether you're like the most handsome beautiful woman guy whatever in the world like you're gonna get rejection and that's just the way it is because you can't physically be everything right um, so I don't think rejection is one thing I would change uh, I don't know <laughs> getting paid uh, in three months sucks sometimes yeah. <laughs> that's probably that, one that's the number one for me for sure <laughs> I, I would probably yeah i would probably say the pay like if it if we get paid like normal people mm-hmm. like on a bye week even a bye week, like whatever like that would just be awesome because it's really hard to month. yeah once a month <laughs> it's so hard to plan and like like oh my god like when you think about it like looking from the outside in it's like wow like how do people live like that? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to ask myself that because I'm I'm living this way now, and it's like, how do I like? Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't right. Like, yeah. but it'd probably be that the pay. Yeah, more yeah. frequent would be. Nice. I'd agree, and 
from what I've, I've read a few things and actually Harvard did, Harvard did a study on the industry. Um, really? Yeah. It's my backyard. And they, yeah, and they are, um, they're trying to push, uh, models or so basically agencies are considered like management companies which is what allows them to not have to have us as employees that's just what makes us you know self-employed technically Mm -hmm. um and it gets them out of needing to pay us every two weeks and like all Mm -hmm. you know all Uh pay our taxes and all that kind of stuff um so it's kind of like a loophole that they found um that ultimately saves the agency a lot of money but there yeah, are, yeah, there are, uh, there is a woman who I guess used to be a model and, um, I forget exactly what it was, but she, her and like, it's either one of her relatives or good friends is some crazy powerful lawyer out in California. And they're like, like pushing legislation to try to force some changes wow. within the industry. So, wow, that's cool. I, I always wonder about that because, like, with acting, they have the union, mm-hmm. and with modeling, there's really no, there's not as much, I don't know, I want to say checks and balances. Is that the right word? It just seems like yeah. it's kind of free for all. And, you know, with the union, with acting, like, you, you get a lunch or meal after working six hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I did a commercial and I remember I brought my guitar for this commercial and I brought some of my own clothes. Like I got paid extra for the guitar. I got paid extra for like the clothes. Like mm-hmm. it, they were really, it was in your best interest and they were looking out for you. Like I bring clothes all the time to shoots sometimes and not all the time, but like so there's plenty of times where I bring, I, you know, yeah, pants, you something. This, can you bring this? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, they're not paying you extra for that. So it's like two different worlds between acting and modeling, but at the same time, like they're the same world. It's, mm-hmm. They're very similar, like, but yet one has so many more, um, I don't know, securities. And they have, uh, if you're in the union acting and you make a certain amount a year, you can even get health care. And, like, stuff like that would be, like, huge yeah, in the modeling Incredible. Industry. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't gotten to that point yet, but it's nice to know. Um, I just don't think anyone has had a super powerful lawyer, smart, like, yeah, whatever, just, like, California. Or had a voice to really do something well, about it's it. it's it's like any kind of union um power or anything in general it's like power with numbers mm-hmm. and so you can be um the smartest person in the world or whatever but it's, sometimes it's hard to push things through unless there's um power and numbers hey maybe we're coming on to something here let's start it <laughs> no, <for real. laughs> our agents are gonna be like nope nope you're yeah. uh you're Chris. Like, mean, you ma- could you imagine how how many signatures we could get <laughs> If you were to start oh starting something, it'd be, yeah, it'd be done. The whole, yeah. yeah, that would be, that'd be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um. So, what? So you mentioned your guitar and a few other things. What is it that you like to do outside of modeling? Uh, outside of modeling, well, I love music. Like yeah. I think I already uh spilled the, the information earlier. I was an acapella group in college and um, I've always loved music and, and singing. So that's definitely one of my passions. Sports is another big passion of mine. I've always played played sports and have been into fitness. Um, so those are probably like the biggest hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, outside of modeling, um, it, it might sound cheesy, 
but I like making a difference, whether it's, you know, community service or just trying to be, um, I don't know, just to make change in whatever it is. Like, for instance, uh, you know, being a, a model is, is great in the sense that people follow you for more or less for your looks. Um, but it's something that it'll, it gives you this platform where, you know, if, if I wasn't modeling, I want to have the fan base that I have now, which, um, yeah, I definitely would not have the fan base I have now. Uh, modeling, it more or less, I guess, makes me cool. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's interesting um, what drives people to follow certain people. I, I get it, I guess, if you're an actor or something. But, um, but yeah, with, with the modeling, I, I, I like the fact that it's given me this platform where it's like now, okay, if people follow you, like, what are you going to do with this influence? Yeah, yeah. So I think a, there's a lot of possibility. It's like, now you have, exactly, you have a responsibility. And, you know, there's a lot of celebrities that do charities or, um, you know, they're very vocal about certain things that are meaningful and uh, stuff to their lives. And, you know, I take that responsibility, like, very, very seriously. You know, I'm very blessed to have, to be in this, up, you know, this position where I can do fashion modeling for my my career and um, I feel like I have a responsibility now that people look up to me, people look up to you, people look up to, you know, a, a lot of these fashion models out there. And, you know, I think it's very important for us to, you know, figure out what, you know, what uh, is meaningful for, for us and what we can use this, this uh, network, this platform to do. And, you know, for instance, my sister has special needs. So I, it means a lot to me to, drive awareness around uh, those with Down syndrome and special needs because it's really, oh my God, it's so re it's so rewarding. Like I'll post photos and videos of my sister and I on, on my social profiles for my modeling pages mm -hmm. and I'll get comments from people saying like, oh, I was afraid of, you know, the Down syndrome boy in my high school because he, he, uh, he liked me and I just, he made, you know, I just, um, made him uncomfortable or, uncomfortable yeah. and like seeing your photos of your sister and like it really just it gave me a new perspective and like I, I'm so mad at myself for not giving him more of a chance and so like I think that's great because you know I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I'm changing lives because it sounds like a, right, something yeah. than I am but like those little moments like that make it so rewarding for me mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like that's the purpose of me modeling it's not for self you know gratification or to boost my ego mm -hmm. it's to like for me i take it as this is awesome now i have this this platform and what's close to my heart is my sister and she has special needs so now i'm gonna you know use that my modeling as a vehicle to you know drive awareness and it's been um it's been very humbling like when people respond uh with their stories or how I've, I've, you know, opened their eyes. I'm like, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, no. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's definitely something. And we've, you know, we've talked about before, um, you know, your sister and everything, what you, um, what you do for, you know, the community, um, like the Down syndrome mm -hmm. special needs community. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And I, you know, I take a similar approach to my social media, um, as far as, you know, when I see these guys that have, you know, you and I both could have probably a hundred thousand followers each on something if we were to just like 
take it'd be one of those guys that takes like a, you know all just like shirtless abs <laughs> from like a certain angle and then you post like a flirty comment like hey girl yeah. like, how you doing you know what i mean yeah and it's like you know these guys that do that it's i get it but at the same time it's what's the you know every once in a while doing something like that whatever you know whatever but it's yeah. like the overall theme of what you're doing and the overall message is what are you what is mm-hmm. the purpose of this following then exactly you know what yeah yeah and that's and that's uh <laughs> that's that's interesting because it's been something that i've had to try to figure out how to balance too because you know we are our brand in this industry and you know things like instagram like really help um really help basically get ourselves out there and then going back to you know if you are from the country or or something how can you break into a bigger market or be seen or grow to be a model well social media theoretically is making the world flat i forgot who wrote that book um, matt friedman mike friedman uh, it was years ago anyway technology is making the world flat which more or less means people that are in third world countries or people that are in the middle of nowhere it's a level playing field if you have the internet you can be discovered on youtube you can be found like i have agents reach out to me and was telling you uh from instagram you know and yeah i've had the same i have this i have eight agencies worldwide and i know two of them i believe maybe three two two for sure (laughs) um it all like it started because they saw me on instagram they reached out to me and they're like exactly and it all just started that way yeah and that's awesome so it's like tough because like it might sound silly to somebody that's not in the industry, but people that are in the in industry get it. And people that aren't in the industry get it. Like there's plenty of pe- bloggers and like, you know, use Instagram as that vehicle to get themselves out there. So it's it's tough when, like I get the guys that are doing the shirtless selfies and stuff because it's like, oh, maybe somebody's going to see that and they're going to be like, oh, this guy's got a great body and a great look. Like let's email him. Maybe he's going to be good for our board or, or um, our agency. But I you know, and I, you as well, you know, we come from a different approach where it's like, yeah, you want to brand yourself, but at the same time too, you want to show people that you're human. And right. at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not living I'm personally my life to just do model, like to be a model. Mm-hmm. And like my purpose is greater than that. And like, I want to drive awareness and I want to use this platform for things that are bigger than myself. So I'll brand myself with, you know, maybe, uh, a photo at the beach or, or something <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah it does help but at the same yeah. time too like i want to show like you know the me side and not just do all that yeah yeah i mean i'm not naive i mean you follow my instagram it's like the abs and the you know that's what get people to your page initially yeah and it's what do you do what are you doing from that point you know exactly um, and i mean i mean if you're like frank and you got like a you know a 12 pack and you're just like super ripped like <laughs> sometimes you gotta post a photo you know yeah, yeah i mean and that's and that's the thing it's like when it's part of when that is part of your look and like you said it's it's part of your brand you know half right. that's probably of i don't know maybe not half but a lot of what i do is underwear and swimwear mm-hmm. you know so you got to show like clients that are following you on instagram you know i can this is what i do um, exactly. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so what, what would you say if, if for someone that's looking to get into the industry and they're, you know, they're not really sure where to start, what would actually, let me ask this a different way. If you could 
from your experience in working in this industry, if you could go back and tell yourself, give yourself one piece of advice right when you were starting, what would that be? Um, well, that's a good question. I think I would have just made sure I knew that I was enough no matter what somebody told me, whether it was an agent, a casting director. Um, cause like I said, I've been, I've had agents who didn't have faith in me where they've told me, Oh, you're not gonna be able to model in this market or, you know, basically limiting me. Mm-hmm. And I've had casting directors tell me, you know, I look a certain way and I'm not gonna be able to, you know, probably work. I've had just rejection in general. Mm-hmm. And it, you can be the strongest person in the world, most confident person in the world. Like, I feel like I'm a very confident person and yeah, it can still subconsciously get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just, you know, if I could go back to just, you know, really accept that, you know, I am enough no matter what, you know, and it's easier said than done, obviously. You know, I can say I would like to tell myself that and I, I would be different, but uh, I, I would I'd probably, probably say that because at the end of the day, a lot of this industry it's in our control, but it's not in our control. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I had to come to terms with because I've, I'm a very organized person. I'm very, um, I like to say like buttoned up. Like I, I like to know, cause right. People like to know they people try to predict the future cause it lowers their stress and it lowers their anxiety. And it's like, if we knew when we were going to get paid, if we knew we we're going to, when we were going to book a job, it'd be so much easier, but that's just not the way life works in general. Right. And so, um, I, if I could go back, I would just be more like, okay, just flow. Know that you're enough and just flow because you're, you, you are enough and uh, there's a lot of things that are out of your control and, just, and, and that's okay. Um, and just enjoy the experience and, uh, you know, and have a good time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely um, – that's good because I think a lot of people, especially when you get into the industry, it's – these, the agents and the casting directors and all that, you know, they have so much, they, they're the ones that you're looking to for advice and help in your career. And cause they're the ones that that's what they're there for, you know? Mm-hmm. So when someone like that is, you know, saying these things, it's definitely tough to not let that get to you. Um, yeah. But you, at the end of the day, you're, you are always the most important piece of the puzzle. Nobody else, your agent isn't, the client isn't, like you are always the most important piece of the puzzle and you need to train your mind so you, you, you know that and you accept that, you know, and that it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mental game. This industry is a big mental game. And it you really can, is. It, it, oof, it really is, yeah. You can lose your head or, you know, you can be focused and, uh, you know, there's even people at the top that are doing really, really well, booking tons of jobs and they're still like just down and depressed and it's like then there's people that are not working just as you know not working as much they're you know just living paycheck to paycheck more or less but they're super stoked and happy and like Mm -hmm. content and just confident with themselves so it's it's really just a mental game yeah that's good um so where can people find you on social media uh social media so let's see for instagram my first and last name so at Chris Garofola. 
Uh, for Twitter, it would be the same thing, but there's a runner or something out there. His name's Chris Garofola. So it's just my first initial C and then Garofola for Twitter. And it's funny because I actually messaged him like a year ago or something. He's like, dude, like, I was wondering why people kept messaging me and like, I, I'm like, yeah, sorry, man. There's probably like some people that thought you were, you know, I was you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it gets tricky when you're like crossing uh, social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, when you're trying to like have a consistent brand. I just recently bought uh, a URL for my name. Yeah, um, that's bought right. com. I got to set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody, it was taken for a while. It was some musician or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, that stinks. And then finally, uh, I guess they didn't renew it. And so I just scooped it up real quick. Nice. Um, but yeah, so you can you can find me there. Cool. Very cool. Um, well, thank you for hopping on. And we definitely oh. appreciate you talking with us. And like we, we were talking before, said we'll do this again. We'll get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty a little bit more of the yeah yeah you know the deeper stuff in the industry but this was this was definitely good no no uh, it's a it's my pleasure and i want to thank you um you know for putting this all together i think this is great it's a great resource um for for the community for people that are in our shoes for people that want to be in our shoes for people that just are you know trying to find the answers because there isn't a lot of uh uh, you know, answers out there, mm-hmm. um, unless you know somebody in the industry or something. So I think this is this is awesome, and uh, thank you for letting yeah. me be a part of it. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I guess what I'm looking to do is for the Chris Garofola in Vermont that wanted to get into modeling and <laughs> didn't know what to do. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So Where this, were you when I was in college? Like how, whatever it was, like six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Awesome. Alright, cool man. Talk to you. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode with Chris Garofola. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to rate it five stars and share with your friends and family or anyone that you think will find value in it. Please make sure to rate the podcast five stars and visit our website, www.themodelingblueprint.com for all the past and future episodes. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up.